square chapstick, everybody. Chapstick is so good for your lips. Don't let those suckers dry out. It's Friday. Hope everything's going. First things first, you guys. So badly. That's all I've been thinking about. Because hmm. listen, I'm going to slurp too. such an earthy, yummy, creamy, because I mix mine with organic soy milk, you guys. And I want to talk us something about soy milk while I'm on the topic. Can I talk about this loud? Okay. Soy milk, you guys. A lot of people don't drink it because they heard of the estrogen that's in it. But you really have to study this, you guys. I want to share this because I don't even drink almond milk anymore. I only drink soy milk. Okay, this is where God has led me, so I know God wouldn't mislead me. I had a friend tell me they don't drink it because of the estrogen. There's two different kinds of estrogen, you guys. There is man-made estrogen. Oftentimes, that's the estrogen and the hormones that they chemically make, that they put in the food, they help the chickens and the cows produce more, produce more meat, produce more eggs, produce more milk faster for the high demand on our, on our economy from people who can't stop shoveling it in. Now, mankind was not created to ingest so much cow's milk. When you look back at biblical times, it was a treat. It was something nice. God speaks. No, just kidding. Just something tipped over. Okay? It was something nice. It's like a sweet. Okay? It was something uh, that you would do for special occasions, such as, you know, give glory to God family celebrations in the name of God. What happened was, man thought they were so smart, they started making it possible for animals to produce faster. They say to keep up with world hunger. But here's the thing, you guys. They're not giving to the hungry. They're keeping up with the demands of people who are paying to go out to eat every day. The people who can't stop going to McDonald's, Hardee's, Arby's. And I mean it. I know families personally who go through the drive through at the fast food. That is their nightly meal. That shocked me. I was that was a while ago, and I started waking up to that. But 
I used to be like that too. I used to thought it was so easy. It was so easy. But back to the topic, here's the thing. I started making cow's milk like that. How did we end up being able to have so much milk on the shelf, you guys? Because I live in a town where the food bank here throws away a lot of food. It's almost disgusting how much food gets thrown away. Why? Because people are taking care of, first of all, in the town. There isn't hunger that goes on. If you're hungry, it's because you're not getting out of your house and taking the drugs out of your mouth or the drinking. You know, listen, speak from experience. Going down to the food bank and getting food. But how can we consume so much milk because of the how... We're getting the animals to produce more. How do you get the animals to produce more, you say, Christine? By filling them either via their food or via injection. I have lived on a farm. Ugh. I don't enjoy those things in mass quantities. I think it's very kind of gross. Uh, I don't think I need to consume that much food. But they start filling these animals with all of these chemicals. Man-made chemicals is basically what it comes down to. I don't know the exact chemical it would be, but it's a man-made chemical that helps speed up the production process within the animal. It makes it speed up. It's like if you wanted to make me a, like, I don't even wanna talk about that. I've been watching something about this. It's kind of disgusting. If the world turned bad it's like forcing women to have multiple children same thing what would you do to get a woman to get pregnant faster to produce more you would find a way you would make a chemical to make it happen and you would inject her or give her that chemical through her food same difference that's what we do to animals the only difference is, is people are like oh it's just an animal so it doesn't matter but it does matter it's still a life i don't even kill spiders in my house that's how stickily i get about things don't touch them don't squish them leave them alone if they start to come into my personal space and crawl on me at night then I'll get something and put it outside don't kill it it's helpless it doesn't know any better it's a spider but we do this every day we do it to cows, chickens, pigs it's really disgusting what we do so now we have this thing with soy milk soy is a soybean it's, there is plant-based estrogen in this soybean, you guys. This plant-based estrogen is actually good for us. Why? Because it comes from the plant that is created by God. Okay? And not everything is meant. There are plants in this earth, you know, strategically placed, that are meant to kill us. You know what those are. Um, it's a plant-based estrogen and it's actually good for our bodies um, so just know the difference and I'm not going to get into the specifics I would have to look it up but there is two kinds of estrogens in this world there's man-made which we know from history, the way I have explained things, mankind ruins everything it puts his hands on. 
everything. Look at Adam. He couldn't keep a woman to save his life. Sorry, God. I know God created him. I think that was the issue he had with Lilith. See, God and I had a big discussion yesterday over this Lilith thing. Now that it was open, I was like, you've got to show me. You know, the thing with Lilith was she wasn't going to be treated less than. And Adam thought he was just better than. Already there, he thinks he's better than God. Right? I wouldn't want to sleep with him either. But then he, God gives him Eve. And what does he do? He watches her being deceived by the snake. Not that Eve is any better, but I'm just saying. And I think that's where God was very frustrated with Lilith. That she cast aside what God created for her. She chose, first of all, to make this union happen. This is what happens when you go to God for all your information. He will show you. What I text a friend about this. What did he say? I asked him. I wanted to see what he would say. He doesn't read the Bible maybe like I do. But he doesn't try to bullshit me either. What did he say? What were the exact words? They were assholes though. <laughs> I asked him, what do you think happened to the first man and woman created? He's like, I don't follow. Then I explained it and he goes, they were assholes though. What else would happen? You know what, that makes sense. They were both assholes. Lilith was an asshole for not following and doing what she agreed to do for God. Adam was an asshole because he thought he was going to be God. But God was just like, I don't know what to do. What did I do? What happened? This wasn't the way it was supposed to go. This was not the way it was supposed to go. What do I do now? What do I do? And this woman who took off, living in the dark, miserable, feeling unloved, she doesn't want anything I give her. She's happy, unhappy. What do I do? I created the man that, I get it. She didn't want him. I get it. So what does God do? This is like a story I could tell. It wouldn't be a story. Well, kind of. And I would be the one to be able to tell it to. What did God do for her? Because here's our God, you guys. I don't know why I keep getting stuck on this topic. Because this is all God has been showing me this week, you guys. Because this Lilith lived in hell for many lifetimes. Okay? So what could God do to bring her back? He tried to strong arm her with the angels. That didn't work. That was good, God. You know, God had to try. You can't hate on God for trying to do his best. 
a lot of people will be like, oh, God wouldn't do that. Well, well, creation of man, he did destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah. I forgot how to say that name. What could he do for her? God was the only one that she wanted. After being touched by mankind, she wasn't going to go back. But in order to save her, because no other love would do, God would actually have to come and rescue her himself. How is that possible, you say, Christine? Very possible. Look at what he did with Jesus. Jesus was up there too in the beginning, you guys. This was a big plan. These big things. You know, they were going to do this whole creation thing. Lilith, the wife of God, was going to be the mother of all children. That's why the story unfolds and says the angels went back and said that they were going to kill her ch hundreds of children for every day that she was gone. Because she was to be the womb of which all living beings came from. Adam was just going to be the seed. That was it. That God realized in flesh it's not as pretty as it looks you know, to him. It doesn't turn out that way. That was the learning curve for God with mankind. The way he envisioned things to go perfect is not the way it happened once flesh was born. Because flesh is broken. We can't, we can't help but be sidetracked, dismissed. It's different. That was the learning curve for God. Just like Lilith. She was all about it. I'll be the womb for mankind. You create the man. I'll carry the children. We'll create this beautiful world. How beautiful will it be, God, that we created this? Somewhere along the lines, Jesus will come out. And we'll be one big happy family. God never counted on her not liking the man's touch that was never thought about and two he never thought that the man would he never thought about mankind's wanting to be above god he just thought we would be automatically obedient it's truth But what could God do but keep going and try and have faith? And truly, you guys, it was because of Jesus. It was Jesus' love for God that finally was like, okay, God finally felt. Here's the thing about Jesus, you guys. This is why I'm a little bit different from everybody else. Because of Jesus, God finally felt love from mankind for the first time jesus was the first one who every true who truly loved from the heart and the soul loved god the way that god created man to love him to love each other moses obeyed 
Joseph obeyed. Jacob obeyed. They all obeyed. But none of them truly loved holy. Why? Because they were all darkened with their traumas. Jesus was the one. This is why his blood was, was clean. Because he didn't have any of those things, any of that darkness he was carrying around with him. So his love to God was unfiltered by hate and resentment. Are you following me? That's why it says that Jesus is the only way. you really got to figure it out. Because not only do you got to figure that out, then you got to ask God to remove those defects of character within you so that you can love him the way that we're supposed to because that is where the true fulfillment comes is when you have that love unfiltered by hate and resentment for God that is when the entire world is yours you guys I've had this realization this week God will take care of me but I have to submit to what God has for me in this lifetime. I have to serve God. It may not be what I dreamed it to be. It actually isn't, to be honest. Quite honest. My life took a curveball, a right-hand turn, and literally, poof, yesterday, I was like, mind blown, you bet I was yesterday. And I've lived a life where I dabbled in drugs. I've never experienced anything the way I've been feeling this week. And I'm not ashamed to admit it. That's life. That's, that is human. It happens in life, you guys. But that wasn't the sin. See, those things aren't sinful. It's what we become when we do it. Oh, this little thing has got me in a turn. She was to be. She was all... Because you guys then came... Listen. Let's talk about it. Because these are the things that conflict within people who don't agree within the church. And none of the church people want to talk about it. These are the things that I wanted to argue about. And I, I did. I wanted to argue because the church wanted to shut me down. And they wanted to keep it black and white. And don't ask those questions, Christine. But it's conflicting, okay? You had a first creation of man and woman. What happened to that? Then you had Adam and Eve. Then they had Cain and Abel. And... Which son was it? Cain went out and married. Where did that woman come from? How many times I've asked that? People are like, oh, well, it just happened. That's just God. But why? 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 Like, you can't just tell me that and think I'm going to believe what comes out of your mouth. That's how I grew up feeling. Conflicted by the lies that were told by the Pharisees that were running churches. And this is why God can be disgusted by churches. Many churches are very fake. They don't really want to dig for the true answers. They just want this comfy bubble so that they look good and they think that's going to get them into heaven and it's not going to get you into heaven. It's not going to get you through the gates. You're going to have to unplug yourself from life and walk through hell with God before you will ever get through that gate. I know because God got me through it. 
And it was only because I followed Jesus. His behavior, his mindset, his heart. I followed him. And in following him, I was following God and going through the narrow gate. And it was like walking through hell, you guys. The hell that I chose to create, my past life, I had to walk through it to get where I'm at today. So there was other women. Cain married. They had children. It came out to Noah, right? So where did all these other people come from? Mankind can try to take things out of the Bible, but they will never stop God from teaching, right? Okay, because there will always be these bits and pieces in the world left behind, these myths, some people want to call them. The angels went back for Lilith, right? God sent them back and said, come back, come back, and begged her. And they said, a hundred of her children will be killed. She was having children. Maybe she did sleep with Adam once and got pregnant. And there it came to be. She bore children. Okay. Those people came from somewhere. She resented the help that God was asking for because she was not going to sleep with a man who thought he was better than God. See, this is what God finally realized. I am the only one that, she, that can love her the way she, she needs to be loved because she is my wife. And I do get it. kids of arms and what's going on in my mind you guys <laughs> oh so she lived in hell for a long time you guys because she went against the grain of what they decided the only way out of that is to go back to the beginning and walk through it again to understand why it felt like hell to never do it again so I want to go into that verse Actually, before I go into that, when people water us with the truth, we grow, okay? You guys heard me speaking in the Ephesians 5 man um, chapter, right? You guys, this week my hearing is so intensified. My hearing, my senses, everything is just very, very sensitive. Um, like right now, everything sounds like it's just exploding in my earlobe and it's not really, but it's just, it's so intensified. Okay. Husbands love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water 
by the word. It took me a long time, okay, you guys, because I envisioned with the Ephesians 5 man, and this is where I was wrong because I was leaning on to society to tell me what, what an Ephesians 5 man was. Society was wrong. They were. This whole journey I've had with God, every stumbled step, society has told me exactly opposite of what God really wants for us and wants me to do. I had to go against so many things. I've had to go against the church. Because even they were wrong. Um, the Ephesians 5 man is not this, it's not all what you think this, you know, people know how to play the part of an Ephesians 5 man. I know a few that tried. They appear to be perfect. They, oh, am I going to say it? Okay, God says I can say it. I have nothing to lose. There are men who attempted and they came into my life trying to be friends with my children, okay? Trying to think that if they took care of me, you know, trying to do all the right things, to do the cultivation right, they tried to force it. They couldn't just let it be. Um, they tried to be that man, but behind the scenes, they were lying to me and hiding and keeping secrets about my life. That is so sinful and disgusting. I remember when I found that out and I was like, Phew. and mind you, I never encouraged those things because I know what God has for me. So I didn't, but yet people like that don't understand try to find another way and another way and another way. It's that deceitfulness deep within, which I caught right off the bat because I could tell by the behavior that there was something dark residing below the surface. Things that they didn't want to face, but they thought in controlling the things around me that it would make me feel comfortable and safe and not uh-uh. Those send off warning signs in women like that. So here was this man. He did what they thought Ephesians 5 man would say. You know, he was in the church. He did all these things, trying to be all these things, trying to, I suppose you'd say, protect my purity. He wasn't coming on to me sexually, okay? None of those things. But he was doing what the church would say an Ephesians 5 man would do, okay? But below the surface, he was just doing it to try to be with me. But below the surface, he still had this toxicity within him, this deceitfulness, because he was lying to me about something, trying to take my life into his own hands. Well, God showed that face real quick, and it blew up on everyone involved. 
I love when God has my back. And it turned out he wasn't an Ephesians man. He was a deceitful man. He was a Pharisee. He was using God's word to try to appear like an Ephesians man. He was a counterfeit. He was a counterfeit. He was a fake. He was a fraud. He was only doing those things to appear like he was what I was, what he thought I was looking for. And the whole time I was asking him, have you even talked to God about anything? I'll say those words to people. Have you even talked to God? Because I know that this isn't, they never want to hear that. They think that they can go another way. So after that experience, it really set me back. But in Ephesians 5, man, you guys, when people water us with the truth, we grow. In Ephesians 5, man, the one ordained for you will water you with the truth. And sometimes, guess what? When you come from trauma, the truth is going to hurt. Anybody in our life, you guys, when they water us with the word, the word, the word, when you're talking the word of God, the word, the holy word is the truth. Back in October when I was talking, she came up on my Facebook. It was quite interesting. She's coming up now. When Barbie, God bless you. You were lying in that whole message. That wasn't the truth. You weren't coming from God. You were lying to protect yourself. You were too scared to get involved. That's what it came from, fear and insecurity. You didn't want to deal with it. You thought it'd be too messy. But you were lying. You weren't watering me with the word. If you would have just said I didn't want to get involved because I just don't want to have to deal with my brother, that would have been the truth. I would have believed that. You can feel the truth, you guys. You can feel when somebody's watering you with the word versus when somebody's trying to feed you full of shit. I rarely swear, but this week, selective. The watering of the word will change you. Anytime somebody, a particular person, you know what? It took a long time for me to actually trust any men. And there are some men to this day that, that are men of God, but I still don't follow them. I don't listen to everything they try to tell me because I know God has a different way for me. There are some that make me sit back. What was the one I talked about this morning or yesterday morning, you guys? Oh, or a couple days ago. I said, somebody asked me why I hated them. That's an example of watering me with the word. The word is the truth because I felt those words. I felt it because that was coming from God through that person to show me what I was reflecting and that I still had some stuff underneath the surface. I needed to fess up to my sinful ways. Here's how God gets us to fess up because when this person asked me that, I had to tell him the truth. I saw the truth. I had to take accountability. You're right. I do things that are that way. I need to change. It's called watering of the word. That's how 
people help each other grow. Proverbs 31 woman, she does it as well. I don't know how many times I've spoken the truth to people and it's, it's sent them reeling. I had a girl that told me she was gonna punch me in the face. She never did, but I guarantee that truth sent her reeling and she needed to hear it. That was a very uncomfortable moment in my life. That's how God uses us. And most people, especially within an, a white American church setting, that's, that's how I classify it. Does it sound racist? Probably, but that's the truth, you guys. Most white American churches will not do that hard work that God asked them to do. They want to suffocate the truth and they just want to stay in that warm bubble. Why? Because they don't want to really battle the forces down here in spiritual warfare. They don't want to do the hard work. Hmm. I don't know much about the Archangel topic, you guys. I had somebody tell me that Archangels are sent here to do the work that most people won't do. I do believe in that. That's the same person told me the truth when nobody else has told me the truth and the truth was really painful for me to swallow in fact I despised this person and thought this person was the devil for speaking to me in such a way that's what I thought I dwelled on that those words for quite a long time. They were the one that sent me reeling back in 2019 to start unwinding why I would feel the way I did. What were the words? You're not as smart as you think you are and you don't even know who you are. I was so livid inside. How dare he tell me who I am? I know exactly who I am. No, I don't. Why is this making me mad? I thought I was smart. I thought I was 10 steps ahead of the game. What does he know that I don't? It took a long time for God to show me what those words truly meant. That's what I mean by watering of the word, you guys. Not everything being watered by the word feels like, oh, this happy thing. The truth hurts. The truth hurts. For us to change, the truth has got to hurt. That one was very painful for me because I was so mad. And I had to come back later and realize he was right. That was such a hard pill to swallow, you guys. We didn't even get it. I guess we are kind of talking about hell. This is the hell. This is what it feels like. There are these things, these moments. This is what it's like to journey with God. When you pick up your cross every day and you follow Jesus, you are going to go through these things. It's not pretty sometimes. It gets there eventually, but the first parts of your journey are going to feel like you're getting ripped apart. The watering of the word does not necessarily mean the actual scriptures, you guys. And this is what I want to get into. A lot of people, when I thought of an Ephesians 5 man, I thought he was going to be the guy who was in church 
reading directly from the Bible. We would have Bible discussions. That's what I envisioned because that's what society keeps saying. He's going to be this guy. He's such a gentleman. And, you know, he's going to read the Bible. And he's going to, you know, be clearly walking with God in the way that I understand that I'm walking with God. It was going to be that. All these things I see people post and all of this that are so knowledgeable and high-end. And truly, when I sat back, an Ephesians 5 man doesn't have to be any of those things. He literally has just got to be a guy who lives from his heart believes there's a God so that he is holding himself up to a higher moral standard. You know, wants to make this world a better place than when he got here. And he's honest. He will always tell you the truth, even if it hurts. Because here's the thing. I've been around so many people that just told me what I wanted to hear because it kept me copacetic. What was the text message I referenced last week? The person who apologized, they said some pretty nasty things to me during that time. One of them was they were always worried I was gonna mess things up. I was highly intoxicated during this time, you guys. But I'm telling you, everyone lied to me. Nobody wanted to just be straight. My whole life was a facade, kiss-ass, bullshit telling me what I wanted to hear to make me happy so I wouldn't go against what they wanted me to do that's what it ended up being and I hated it I can I don't like being bullshitted this has got me really. See, God's taken me through something, you guys, and I'm being vulnerable about whatever comes out of my mouth because you know what? This is how it works. This is the real deal, you guys. I'm not up here planning nothing. I'm not up here trying to make it sound pretty. I don't want to make it sound like it's all together because it's not. The journey with God when you're doing something very spiritual for him, it's not all put together. I think I'm going to be on one thing and God takes me a whole nother way. It's called surrendering. When you surrender to God, this is what happens. It's not all put together. It's quite confusing. This is God undoing things in my life. This is how God will undo things in you. So it doesn't always make sense. So if I try to come up here and try to make it sound pretty and perfect, like I know exactly what I'm talking about, and I've had it planned and it's perfectly written out, I'm saying all the right things and it sounds good, that'll be bullshit. What I'm doing right now is watering you with the truth, my truth. This is what's going on. This is what's going through my head. This is what God is showing me. This is how God is leading me in what to say. This is how my week has been going. Not all of it makes sense. And then I go to work and then I have that quiet time with God. This is why I really love my job and I really like cleaning rooms doesn't like make me feel offended or that I'm less than. 
I love my job. Why? Because after this, I get to go and dwell on this with God as I'm making beds and cleaning the bathtubs. I'm sitting here like, God, you really got to show me all this confusion that's in my head. And he brings these little points to a truth. That's what happens, you guys. But many of us get caught up in life, right? Okay, it's 7.30. We get so caught up, right? You may come to a realization, but then you get busy. You want to cook. You want to clean. You want to organize things. Your life is so chaotic. you got to go to work, and you're at a work where you're like, this is why I don't work with people anymore because I was so focused on making people happy, I forgot about me. And I put myself last. I get so caught up in the entertainment of having conversations with people. And that's what it is, you guys. We get so caught up in needing to be entertained or needing to be busy. And oftentimes, when we feel the anxiety, we tend to try to get busier because we're trying to forget the anxiety but god when we feel anxiety it's because god is trying to push a truth out of us and the way to understand it is to take the time and to dwell on it and meditate on it however you are most comfortable meditating sometimes i like music sometimes i don't sometimes i like rap sometimes i like lincoln park sometimes i like why are you doing this? My pop-ups. You know, it just depends on what the mood. Like, I just follow what I feel is right. Last night, what was it? Try to guide a meditation. I wasn't really feeling that. I used to do that because it would hypnotize me. But I really wasn't. You just try something. Try whatever... Get you to relax and just allow the thoughts to go through. So you guys, I don't know if I'm doing a video tomorrow. I don't know. This is, I got a lot of stuff. I'm so tired. I got so much homework. I'm up to here with so many things. I just want to sleep for like... I want to sleep for a month is what I feel like right now. That's how much stuff spiritually God has been pushing through me. And eventually it all makes sense. And this is what I mean by trusting the process and trusting God. My life is very chaotic right now spiritually. I feel some moments are really like super, super happy. And other moments I'm just like, I don't know how to handle this, God. I don't know if I can do this. That's what I say. I don't know if I can do it. He goes, of course you can do it. You're already here. So this is the truth, you guys. I'm watering you with the truth. Whether it looks pretty or not, this is what it is. That's how, that's how it's, that's how it is. But what do you do? I don't know. So I'm done, you guys. Maybe tomorrow, maybe Monday. But everybody... God bless.